This is episode number 110 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talked with Jeremiah Carlson from The Never Claim about songwriting, local church worship ministry, um, what's been inspiring him lately, and some really cool book recommendations and song uh, advice and all that. So we're going to jump right in with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 110. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Got it. Sweet, man. Yeah, no worries on the timing. I'm just here plugging away. And it's cool, cool to be able to connect with you. Yeah, likewise. Cool. Um, so, a little background on us: our audience tends to be uh, like younger worship leaders. So, I'd love to like keep the convo, like reading, reading your stuff and listening to your album, like right up, right up our alley. Um, so, maybe, maybe you kind of start yeah. like I'm reading. Like it says here that you guys are like most of your team is like moving into more of a like local church worship leadership kind of a thing. Could you maybe unpack that a little bit, and we'll kind of just take the combo from there? Yeah, that, that's perfect. Cool. So you can go ahead and start off, and then I'll edit it and all that. But yeah, oh. you can just start there, and we'll run with it. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet, man. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah, so most all of us, um, have we've always been involved um, pretty heavily in the local church context. Um, we originated as a band out of Vancouver, Washington, which is basically uh, on the other side of the river from Portland, Oregon. Um, but all of us were involved, um, particularly in the vineyard movement. And I was actually a youth pastor um, at the Vancouver Vineyard Church for 10 years, but I was uh, uh, one of the main worship leaders there as well. And uh, yeah, all the guys, you know, we've always had a passion for the local church. Um, you know, most of us gave, you know, either were either like, you know, by by vocational ministry or or uh, full time ministry or just volunteer ministry, and then um, when we signed the Sony BMG, we just felt like God was calling us to to move to Nashville. And so once we moved to Nashville, um, I'd say probably our involvement was a little less involved in the local church, just because we we weren't super um, connected um, with different people. But we did most of us plugged into a vineyard church in the Nashville area. And so we were on rotation with worship there when we were home from tour. And, uh, you know, probably about a year ago, really just started to feel just discontent with, um, I don't know if you want to call it the lifestyle, but just really just the the culture of just a full-time touring band. You know, when you're sure. on the road, yeah, we're, play- we're playing a lot of different churches and all that kind of stuff. But just kind of like, even though we did have a, you know, core relationships at a local church, you know, on, you know, we're probably really, you know, at church maybe once, twice, if we were lucky a month, you know, and uh, just really started to feel disconnected. And, and I've just always felt, I've, I've felt uh, called to really just give my best to the local church, you know, and, but one of the realities of, you know, moving, you know, at the time there are six of us in a band. So we literally moved six families to Nashville was, you know, we're, or this is our full-time ministry, but it's also our job and we need to make a living. And so, right. you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, obviously our hearts are for ministry, but you're balancing that with trying to, you know, run a, you know, a, a for-profit organization as well. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean, God did so many awesome things. We learned a lot through the process, but yeah, about a year ago, just the Lord just made it really clear, you know, to most of us that it was time to start transitioning back to, really giving our best to the local church and then everything else that we did on a national or or even an international level was to, 
really be the overflow of what was going on in the church. And so, you know, we really obviously still feel called to travel and all that kind of stuff, but it, it's more, it kind of like flip-flop. Now it's more like we're touring maybe one weekend a month, two at most. Um, and then outside of that, we're really just plugged in. And so um, two of us moved to the Boise uh, area, Boise, Idaho, and uh, we're, we're both uh, on staff at a vineyard church in Boise now. And, and then the other guys are involved in vineyard churches across the country. Um, yeah. I was the first kind of guy to be, you know, part of the vineyard vineyard movement, and so the other guys kind of adopted in, and then they met their wives in vineyards, and so they kind of got sucked in <laughs> to to the culture of, you know, sure. the vineyard. Yeah, so now those good. those guys, you know, one of them's in Houston, and the other one's at Bloomington, Illinois. So mm-hmm. yeah, all of us are obviously we we love we love the church, you know, capital C at, at large, but we all really feel called. Um, the vineyard it's kind of it's our tribe yeah so talk to you a little like with you guys being in different states and all that what's the songwriting process look like how'd you go about putting this album together sure so i'm the primary songwriter i've always been um really the the primary songwriter and then what i would do is basically take you know the verses and the melodies and kind of the, the chord structures to the band and then um we would kind of just co-create you know, really just the give it flesh and put sure. clothes on it, so to speak, and g- give it kind of its real kind of the the package, how we would really package the song. Sure. And so, um, you know, that's kind of the creative side of the rest of the band. And then our uh, guitar player, Mitchell, he's he's done some songwriting in some of the songs as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, most of my songwriting, it's I've been really privileged to... Um, you know, being in Nashville, just to be surrounded by so many great songwriters. Right. And, you know, some of the songs on this record, they got to write, you know, with Ian Esclin, um, Benji Cart, um, Josh Bronlowy is another really good songwriter. Um, and, you know, in the past, I've gotten to write some songs with, like, uh, Stu G and Jason Ingram. And, sure. and so, like, when you're surrounded in that culture, you just, you're, you know, your tools get sharpened quite a bit. And so that was a really good season. Right. Do you have uh, any advice for, um, say, like, the younger guy who feels like they want to be, you know, either a worship leader or a songwriter or some sort of combination? Like, you're, you're writing that line of both being able to tour and being a worship leader. Like, what, which direction would be the best way to go like say they're just they've led worship in their high school service for a little while they feel like maybe this is what they want to do um what what would you advise them like how should they start out sure well i'd say from a songwriting standpoint um you know i i would surround myself with other people you know if you can't find people in your own church you know even you know looking on Facebook and trying to find other people that really have a heart for worship and songwriting and co-writing, I think is just such a, such a beautiful example of what it means to be the church. Cause it's like, you're bringing in your different gift mixes. Like somebody might be really strong at melody. Another person might be good at lyric um, or just, you know, arrangements or more has more of a production mind. So when you kind of put all those forces together, you know, sometimes you can come up with something special or some people just, you know, they can write, you know, all of it. Um, so I would begin starting there. Now, if they're already, you know, pretty established, you know, songwriter, at least in the context of the local church that, you know, their churches and maybe, maybe they're singing some of their songs at their churches and they're really wanting to, you know, feeling like God is really um, wanting them to, 
take their gift and you know share it with a broader audience you know i'd say it always starts with recording something that's quality you know trying to trying to find a studio or or a producer or somebody to to work with to really capture what you're doing um just kind of the nature of how the industry works is um if that's something you're interested in being a part of whether you know whether that's with radio or just with the worship world you know you could you can have a great song but if it's packaged poorly like people most of the time people won't take it seriously if that makes sense and so really having a decent production on whatever you're recording um i think i think it's kind of like a two-way thing where you 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 need to have you know a great song and good production uh, in order to you know for something to like kind of capture people's attention so I'm, I'm thinking of like you know, probably the biggest worship song was last year, "Good Good Father," and I'm thinking about like, sure. okay, if I would, if I would have heard that song for the first time, and you know, the production was really poor, and you know, just kind of the studio they used wasn't, uh, you know, didn't didn't have the best equipment, it probably wouldn't have gotten as much attention as it did. But it was not only a solid song, but it also was really you know captured in a, in a beautiful way as well, and so. And then I think that the, the biggest thing is just be patient, you know, like God knows when you're ready, you know, if, if you are called to, you know, take your gifting and have kind of more of a, a bigger platform, you know, just be patient with it and be faithful with like, don't, don't chase like the big platforms, like God will build those faithfully as you're faithful to the local context. Cause one of the best words somebody ever gave me was, you know, if God's trying to build a skyscraper out of, you know, the call that you have or the ministry for every level you go up, you have to go down because if you don't go down, you'll build up and eventually you'll topple over. And, uh, you know, there's been stories of really prominent worship leaders or people, leaders in the church who, you know, they get a lot of influence and then they succumb to, you know, some sort of, you know, scandalous moral failure or some sort. And it just really, it's, it's a hard thing. It just hurts a lot of people. And so yeah. just be patient with that refining process, you sure. know, and allowing God to, to mold you and shape you through that. Yeah. So in the midst of all the busyness and stuff, what are you, like, what are you reading? What's your like devotional time? Like how, how do you, how do you keep yourself fresh with the Lord in the midst of all of it? Sure. I'd say, you know, as far as like devotional time with the Lord, I mean, I think that people kind of, get their gas tanks filled in different ways. Like obviously reading scripture is huge, studying scripture. Um, but, you know, for me, I love, I listen to a lot of like preaching, um, a lot of podcasts, um, some of my favorite preachers and, you know, apologists. Like I listen to a lot of like Ravi Zacharias and Alistair Begg sure. and um, like John Wimber. And I mean, I listen you know, probably if I started naming a, a bunch of names, people would probably be like, "This guy's confused about his theology." But like, <laughs> really, like, I'm I'm a I'm a chew the meat, spit out the bone bones type of guy. I just believe that the church is so diverse and beautiful that I don't have to agree with you 110 percent to like, you know, your theological worldview to actually like get something out of what you're saying. Because yeah, I, sure. I just believe God's speaking through His whole bride. And so yeah, and then yeah, reading wise. Um, Gosh, man, where do I start? <laughs> There's so many good books right now. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've because I'm because I'm immersing myself, um, because I'm working immersing myself in young adult world. I've been reading, um, you know, some Timothy Keller and stuff like that, like stuff to kind of sharpen my like 
you know, apologize, you know, sure. in case, because like a lot of times, you know, young adults, they think they know everything. And so they're going to ask lots of philosophical questions and stuff. Right. Um, but then I'd say just for worshipers, man, like some of my best songs have come out of a place of just being still and, and putting on other worship music, you know, and uh, just really soaking in the presence of the Lord. And then it just seems out of that, like a lot of creativity kind of comes. Um, yeah. You know, as far as being a wor- worship leader, like, you know, if you look at Jesus's ministry, he had this um, kind of this model where he would go to like the inner ministry, which, he, you know, it's in the, in the Gospels that say like he would go and withdraw to a lonely place. And then he would come in back into the public sphere and do ministry. And so it's like this pendulum of like private ministry and public ministry. And um, I've always said that your public ministry will always reflect your private ministry. If you have no Mm -hmm. devotional or worship life alone, like by yourself, then, you know, you're going to run out of steam pretty soon when you're trying to, or or either that or you're just going to fake it, you know, (laughs) when you're on stage, which is, which is not good. Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, what do you do as far as like musicianship? Do you do much to grow in that way? Like what, what are you doing in, in that direction? Yeah, man, I probably practice on my guitar. I'd say, I mean, I'd be lying if I said every single day, I'd say probably sure. at, at least, gosh, four to five hours a week hmm. on average, yeah, you know, practicing my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm actually I'm actually a drummer. Like I so I, my first instrument is drums. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, when the Neverclaim first started, I I sang from the drums because we couldn't find a drummer yeah. that could you know hold down the the, the rhythms that I wanted to hear. But <laughs> um, eventually, God brought somebody that was great. But yeah, so I, and actually at church lately, I've been kind of going back. I've been doing drums and I've been. Um, not leading from the drums, but I'll, I'll, I'll play drums for, you know, our services. And then, you know, the next week I'll lead. Um, and then also I'd say, you know, people don't think about this a lot, but vocally, like, you know, just like a guitar, just like, you know, any really instrument that your vocals are an instrument and you need to practice. And so singing is super important and singing the right way is really important, especially if you're leading multiple services um, cause you'll kill your voice. And so just learning, there's so many good clips on YouTube. If you just look up like vocal warmups and vocal warm downs on YouTube, man, you can get, there's so many free resources these days. Um, and then just making that a priority, even though like vocal warmups and warm downs sound like really stupid and people think you're crazy when you're doing them, you know, it's just going to save your voice. And, uh, I found like in the last like six years since I've been you know, singing professionally, like my, my range, my ability, you know, to, you know, not that there are a lot of like vocal runs in worship, but just like, you know, my, my vocal, uh, just gifting has really grown since I've been practicing a lot. So I do practice singing a lot, like in the car and in the shower and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you said you're out, you know, maybe once or twice a month, like on tour, what does it look like for your church mm-hmm. when you're gone? Like, how do you make sure that your church is still ready to go when you're not there for that weekend? Yeah, um, so for me, I mean, so I'm I'm actually the young adult pastor at my church, and we have a one of my actually he's my best friend. He's the worship pastor at my church, and so on the worship end, we're we're solid. But just for the young sure. adult end, um, I think it's just really a matter no matter what sort of capacity of ministry you're doing. 
um, if you do start kind of, you know, like right now I'm, I'm uh, three-fourths time at the church, so I get three months off as I need to travel and lead worship, or I do a lot of speaking engagements too. But, um, you know, just building a solid team, you know, and um, the vineyard is, the, the vineyard culture is always um, valued, just giving ministry away. Like there's a, there's a saying in our church that everybody gets to play. Like, so in other words, like everyone, everyone uh, gets to be involved in, the, the kingdom work. And, uh, and so just, you know, if you, if you build a solid team around you, you know, my, my goal, um, as a young adult pastor, and I'm a pretty like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, very charismatic personality, you know, on stage. And so it's really easy for those type of personalities for a ministry to be built around them. And so just knowing that like my ministry is built in a way that like, it's, you know, all the like stage time is not just me. Cause if like, God forbid, you know, if the Lord takes me home or something, like I don't want the ministry to fall apart. (laughs) So it's always good just to have a healthy balance of different leaders around you that believe in what God's doing in the ministry. And so that way, when you're gone, um, things don't fall apart. Sure. So what's coming up next for, for you guys with the album and touring, like where where are you guys going to be? Well, right now um, we have, you know, mostly like conferences and um, stuff like that in the books. Um, you know, with our last record, The Joy, you know, it was, it was you know, uh, I'd say it was more of a, it was more like radio heavy than like worship song heavy. Um, just because we, we wanted to experiment a little bit and see like how that was. And we enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, kind of just felt like this isn't really us. Um, and so, I'd say like now that we're focusing more like worship stuff, I, we've kind of just made a decision like let's just be who we are, and you know, so that that really equates to like mostly like conferences and churches and stuff like that, and less like you know less of like touring gigs, like you know, touring with bands and whatnot. It just the worship kind of vibe doesn't really lend itself very well to you know, bands out there that are kind of more like Christian entertainment rather than like a worship band, if that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, something we've been asking lately for our, our, our podcast, like guests is like, well, how can our community be praying for you guys in this next season? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'd say right now, Mitch and I, um, at the Boise Vineyard, um, you know, we're only two months into it. And so we could be using a ton of prayer. You know, we have some pretty ambitious goals as far as what we believe God wants to do um, through the ministry. And uh, and also just as a band, um, you know, I, no matter what sort of ministry you're doing, you know, there's there seems to be just... Uh, I don't know. There's always spiritual opposition, and I'm not. I'm not one to like. I'm not hyper spiritual in that sort of way and call everything a demon. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's there's definitely opposition. You know, sometimes to when you're trying to do something for the Lord, and so just pray for God's grace for us sure. to be able to walk through those things and you know keep keep relying on Him and not you know try to take things under our own hands, which is really easy to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know that personally. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, please head over to thechurchcollective.com. Connect with us. We want to connect you with others, and we want to help you be the best worship leader you possibly can be. God bless you today.